What's up, Zach Oates here, author, entrepreneur, and customer relationship guru. Welcome to Give an Ovation, growth strategies for restaurants and retailers, where we find industry leaders to share their secrets to grow your business. This podcast is sponsored by Ovation, the actionable guest feedback tool that works on or off premise and is easy, real time, and actually drives revenue. Learn more at OvationUp.com. Welcome to another edition of Give and Ovation. I am joined today by Nicole Tanner, the founder of the 46 location Swig, which is an amazing cookie and soda shop. And while she is the owner of the term dirty soda, trust me, it is all clean eating and drinking there. Swig also recently sold the majority ownership to Larry H. Miller Company, although don't worry, both Nicole and Savory Fund are going to retain a significant minority stake. Um, but Nicole, I'm so excited that you came on Give and Ovation. We have so much to chat about, not a lot of time, but how are you? I'm so good. How are you, Zach? Oh, doing happy. It is. Good. It's uh, it's a beautiful day. It's snowing here in Utah, and uh, it's not you know, in St. George. That's why oh, you live here. Oh man, I know. I forget. <laughs> I forget. There's like Utah. For those of you who don't live in Utah, when people say Utah, they normally are talking around like a one-hour stretch of I-15, and yep. everything else is like a, a different world. So St. George. I don't ever refer to St. George as Utah. I refer to it as St. George. And I refer to anything north of Salt Lake City as Canada. So <laughs> that's awesome. St. George deserves to have it has have its own little, you know, uh definition. Yeah, it is kind of its own little thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So first of all, tell me about what what keeps you busy nowadays, Nicole. I mean, you you've been doing this now for 13 years almost, right? Um so yeah. tell me what's what keeps you busy nowadays? So between lots of store openings, right? Like we're really trying to uh, fill that pipeline from finding them to then opening them. Um, So that, and then also I love, in fact, Zach, you and I were talking before this, how we we met um, years ago, but how I was taking your order. I took your order. That is what I love to do is to talk to our customers and and talk to our team and work with our team. I feel like that is how you really know how your business, how your brand is doing by being right there front and center in the action, in the line of fire. That's, That's really how you know you're doing. And so from just store openings to working in locations to working with our team. Uh, If we're going to open up all the locations we have in our pipeline, we need a team. We need managers. And so what I do too, is I go into these locations and I look for um, people who stand out. I look for leaders. I look for people who are caring for that store, that location, like it's their own. And so those are the ones that then we, I say, Hey, have you ever thought about moving to Texas and opening up some stores there? Have you ever thought about managing or just trying to find those leaders? Um, I've often teased too that we do sell amazing drinks, but we're almost like a leadership program now that sells amazing drinks because we need all the leaders. They are, they're not our employees. They are our team. We need, we need a team. So so that's that's really interesting. What do you look for when you go to these locations? What are like the little things you look for to say they've got it? Like they've got something, they've got something special. So I look for how they talk to the customer. 
and mm. how they interact with that customer. But then I also look for them looking for ways like they see the bottleneck even before I see it sometime. Or like, why is this line not moving? I'm going to be proactive and, and see what we can do, switch things up and, and oh. get it moving. Wait. Or they're urgent. They're super oh. urgent. And that means that they're taking care of that line. Like I would take care of that line, which means you're taking care of the customer. So I look for urgency. I look for the the communication with the team and with the customer. And then they're kind of like looking ahead as far as like, how can we make sure this keeps flowing that way? And that's, they're just leading out. They're taking care of the team, the customers and the store. Like I would take care of it. And that is something that is so interesting because you always hear no one will care as much as the founder period, right? I, I, I'm the founder of Ovation. This is my third company. And, and I understand that intimately. But when you get people that do care, man, you just hug them close and you squeeze them until their head pops off, right? Like you just, you just want those people near and touching as many customers as you can. Because when you know that you don't have to be there for your brand to be experienced, that's magic. And that's, that's how you grow to, to 46 locations. That's exactly it. That is how it's done. You can't do it any other way. Uh, as I stepped away from store number one, nine years ago, uh, it was very scary because I was in that store day in, day out. But I knew in order to grow, I had to step away from it. But I had to find someone who cared like I did. And then that's that's how you grow. That's how you get to where you're going to go. A lot of founders <clears throat> get in their own way of growth. They feel like it's got to be their way or the highway, they feel like they've got to do it all. And you can't do it all. You you could maybe when you had one or two stores, right? But when you're growing and you're growing your team, whether that's store locations or growing your brand ovation, you have to get out of the way and let people lead. And sometimes you're going, oh, I just don't know. But you have to just take that risk in them, like invest in your team that's how you'll find the care. Do they have it immediately? No. I wish I could go in and just do like a, a culture swig shot in each of their arms, right? That would be the easy route. But you you gradually help them to develop that care. It takes time. It takes patience and love. And, and then you do feel like oh, you want to give them that big culture hug of like, I love you. I see you. We just had our um, Christmas party and we invited all of our managers from, you know, Texas, Arizona, Oklahoma. And that was like, oh gosh, very surreal moment for me as I stood up in front of about 70 people and um, like literally teary eyed as I'm like, this is where we are. And these people were, had several come up to me afterwards and say, you just don't know what this job has done for me. And you had given me back my care in the world and given me a purpose. And um, I'm just like, Okay, yeah, this is way more than a drink company. This is a company growing leaders into, you know, people who enjoy their life and and have purpose in their life now. And how cool is that? That is so cool. And, you know, about the people, it really is. I mean, we just did a, a survey with Ovation. And the number one thing that people said they love about working here was the culture, was the people. And mm-hmm. it was something where at our holiday party, we gave every single person like a personalized gift and we had them come up and they, you know, we, we presented to them. And it was so fun realizing that we really are a team. Now, I, I always remind them like we're not a family because a family, yeah. it's unconditional. And a team, right. everyone needs to pull their weight. 
Um, I learned that from Netflix, but I feel like that's uh, that's something that is so important to to realize that is like, you know, really, how do you trust and how do you keep these people around and how do you care about them? And one thing about the line, I have to apologize, Nicole. Um, the reason that your line is often held up is because of me. <laughs> Zach, what are you doing? I am that guy who's like, I want a sugar cookie, but I want it from the very back and bottom of the freezer. You want the frozen cookie. And I want extra frosting on it. <laughs> yes. And anyway, so every yes, single time. that is you holding up the line. Just yes. kidding. We love you because we have lots of people like that where they want it exactly how they want it. And that's what I love. I love so that good. our customers can get exactly what they want because they mean that much to us. We want to make your drink, your cookie from the back of the freezer, exactly how you want it. So it's but your swig, like it's you, your swig. But if you haven't tried swig before, just get the regular cookie because it is really good. <laughs> yeah, it is. The um, is good. But I will tell you that, that the first cold cookie I ever had in my life was a swig cookie. And I was like, it was, it was like the surreal experience of like, what is this? Like a cold cookie? It is just, but, but it is so good. And I think that one of the things that's, that's interesting, I I got, I got two questions for you. One is how, speaking of culture, how have you kept so true? Like, how have you not added hot dogs to the menu and vegan, you know, uh, kale chips to the menu? Like, how have you stayed so true to what you are? Because over 13 years you would have thought that you would have evolved from a soda and cookie shop to like a, you know, coffee and donuts, but no, like you, you stayed true. How have you done that? How have you, I'll call it in and outed. Your, your <laughs> Ooh, that's a compliment. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so our three core values are amazing. Cookies, <laughs> soda. And- <laughs> yeah, right. That's it. That's it. Yeah, Pretty much have a founder every day, which is my drink, Diet Coke, lime, and coconut cream, and you're good. You're set for life. <laughs> um, but yeah, our three core values from the start were um, amazing customer service uh, with a superior product and a fast, friendly line. So keep it friendly, keep it fast, keep it superior product. And if whatever we bring in doesn't align with those three things, or if anything that somebody comes to us with, if it doesn't align with those three things, we won't bring it in because if we have to prep it, if it takes time to prep to where it slows down our line, uh-uh, it doesn't fit with our core values. Um, it has, we have to make sure that it is, is fits within those core values. Now, have we tried different things? Totally. So we've probably tried some things that maybe you haven't seen along the way that we tried for a little bit. Now, it wasn't anything that had to be fried, cooked, baked. We'll never do that because that will take way too long. And that goes against why I started the company was I would go to Sonic and wait in long lines. I'm like, there's got to be a better way to get my drink fixed. And so that would go against everything. And and Pebble Ice. And Pebble Ice, exactly. The Pebble Ice. But it was more about making people um, made to feel known in that customer, that fast drive-through fast line. So um, it would go against everything. So it's just mainly making sure that we stay true to who we are, those three things, and then bring in things that will help with that and always trying to make it better for that customer. Like we just installed at all of our locations, uh, timers at every window. So that we know the longest we ever want a car to sit at that window, like the very longest, and it kills me to even say it, but it's 60 seconds. If they're there past 60 seconds at that window, it's too long because that means everybody else is waiting behind them. 
So we can keep that time at that window fast, then that line is moving. So we're always wanting to stay on top of that to make sure that our customers are being taken care of. So again, we're trying to innovate the drive-through speed time always, but then always keep that customer service and offering, of course, hey, do you want a cookie with that drink or whatever that is? But we have to stay true to our core values and then we won't we won't go astray. So what what are some things that almost made the cut? That I'm just curious, like in, in an alternate universe somewhere, is yeah. there a swig selling hamburgers or like what, what are some things that like almost made the cut or some things that you tested out that didn't okay that didn't pan? Good, good. Okay, when we first started swig, um it was meant to be like a kind of a um Hawaiian shaved ice type of a shack. We had shaved ice for five years. Um like Hawaiian shaved ice. Yes. Across the board. So the Provo store had it. Yes. But it slowed down our lines and we weren't great at it. We, if we aren't great at something, we're going to take it off the menu. Leave it to Bahama Bucks. That that in and out to where we're going to focus on what we're good at and stay simple um, and do it superiorly. Right. So the shaved ice, it slowed down our lines and it also, um, we weren't great at it. The ice wasn't great. And so we got rid of it and all of our managers cheered, like literally, I think we were at store 10 when we got rid of our shaved ice machines. So we used to have smoothies. We weren't great at smoothies. We got rid of smoothies. So there's things like that. We used to have, um, Oh, what were they? We thought we needed to bring out something more for the breakfast people coming for their drinks. And it was a scone, like a Starbucks scone. Oh, it didn't go great. So we got rid of those. So we're always going to be trying different things because we want to let our customers know that, that we hear you, we see you and what would you like us to offer? But if we have to fry it, bake it, uh, that will happen because our containers, you've seen some of our containers, they're small. And so if we have, we don't have room for any of that in there. We don't need it. We're going to focus on what we do best. And that's an amazing drink with the pebble ice, yes. um, an amazing cookie. We do have pretzel bites. So those are easy to prep, super easy. Um, so, but focus on our cookies and our drinks and not get caught up in, I call it the noise of people saying, do this, do this, do this. We'll listen to it. And then if it fits into our core values, then, then we'll try it. If it works, great. We'll throw it on the menu. That is so, I I love that philosophy because one of the things I learned is that you don't need to work on your weakness. A lot of people are like, man, I want, I have this big weakness I need to work on. And my response to them is like, great, work on your weakness to the extent that it's holding back your strengths. And by strengths, I use that. It's a very soft S at the end there because normally there's like one thing that you do so well that you are in the 1% club that you walk into a room and you know that you're going to be the best at that thing. Like that's what you'll be remembered for. There's very few Renaissance people who are remembered for doing a lot of things pretty good. It's about doing something exceptional because you can forgive weaknesses because I can, you, you can navigate around weaknesses, right? I can go get a burger next door, but I want the swig drink. Mm-hmm. I want the swig cookie, right? I love that. And, well, and, and hopefully I, you want that because of how you feel in that drive through line. Like hopefully you are made to feel special that they see you, Zach. 
Hopefully they know you by your name. Like you have your loyalty number in there Mm -hmm. and you're getting points for everything you're buying every time. Hopefully it is how we make you feel in that drive-through line. Because honestly, that at the end of the day, we aren't anything without our customers. And so we want them to be made to feel known. And I think during COVID 2020, um, we, we were one of the fortunate ones that didn't just survive. Like we thrived because we had yeah. this drive-through that was essential, right? I mean, who would have thought 10 oh. years before we started, you know, or 10 years after we started that we would have an essential business, but we were people's outing for the day. We were yes. the moms that were now teachers at home teachers, <laughs> you know, the, the healthcare workers, like we were their best part of their day. They're outing for the day. But honestly, Zach, that's how we started it is I wanted to be the best part of people's day when they come, not me personally, Swig. I wanted Swig to be the best part of their day. And um, COVID really amped that up to where people wanted to have that connection, like that person to person, human connection. And that's how we've always been. We'll never take your order with a squawk box. It'll always be out there on an iPad, person to person. We will always come to you with that iPad. Um, you're never going to be stuck in a menu board um, unless you really want to see the menu, even though we have handheld menus. But um, we want to let that customer know that we see you. We love you. We're so grateful you're in, in our line at Swig. And and truly, going back to 2020, that was you know home all day long, working from home being with the family all day, which, which is great, which is great. But like when you have the kids banging on the door all day and I'm in these meetings trying to figure out what do we do? It was so nice to be like after dinner, be like, let's go, let's go to Swig. And the whole family gets in the van and we go there and we're greeted with the mask and the sounds of a smile. And it was like, <laughs> and we got our cookie. And one of the things I, I talked to Andrew and Shauna Smith about was the fact that you and I, I actually on this podcast, I talk about it all the time about how Swig repainted some of the lines in the parking lot. And I thought that was so powerful. Like I'm spe- specifically thinking about the one that's in like a American Fork Lehigh mm-hmm. right off of Pioneer Crossing. The, the lines in the parking lot changed and, you know, there were some added lines in there. And I was like, I use it as an example to say, this is not a temporary thing. You need to metaphorically paint your parking lot lines. You need to repaint them. However, they were painted before, repaint them. The game has changed. It's not a put up a cone. This is a repaint them. And and you were the first brand that I saw that got out there and repainted the lines. And I thought that was so powerful, just that imagery, because you got so quickly onto the the bandwagon of, no, it's it's different. We're, We're in a new world. And part of that new world is that drive-through is no longer like a, hey, that's it's great to have a drive-through. No. I mean, outside of Larry H. Miller, um, <laughs> the, the movie theaters, it's like have a drive-through. Yeah. Right. It's so true. The drive-through, again, was how it all started. Um, I would take my kids if I needed my drink fix to go into Maverick to get my drink fix, which is dangerous to take any of your kids into a gas station because they're going to come out with chips and candy bars and whatever. So, and that was the whole thought process back in 2009, 2010 is there needs to be a better drive-through way to do get my drink through a drive-through. So honestly, for me, it's kind of like when people start talking dirty soda and we hit all the craze last year on TikTok, I was like, yeah, we've been doing dirty soda for 10, 11 years, 12 years. Yeah. 
but I'm so glad people are like going, Hey, what is that dirty soda? But we've been doing fast drive-through lines since 2010. So for us, it was like, just letting people know we've got you, we're here to stay. We're going to paint those lines so that you know, that, that we're here to stay. We've got you. And oh man, Nicole, I wish that we had like four hours just to sit down and chat about this. Um, I literally have a list of questions for you and we haven't even gotten to the first one, but we are, we are nearing time. So let's jump to the main questions. What do you feel like is the most important aspect of guest experience nowadays? I feel like I've kind of touched on it somewhat, but it is about um, that human connection. I think yeah. that people can get a, a drink like a swig anywhere. And that was the challenge when we started it. And as we've tried to stay at the top is making sure that we are always trying to make ourselves better. And so um, the goal is just to make sure that we are still seeing our customers, making sure that we're valuing their time, um, making sure that they're getting in and out as quick as they can from our give backs to our save the cups to um, we do share the love in February. Like we want to be a part of that community and we want to let our customers know that we see you and we love you. So it's the human connection that I feel like is at the top of my list yeah. and, and, and making sure that we know that we value our customers and um, making sure that we make their drink right every single time as best we can. And then also um, that we're valuing their time and they're in and out as quick as they can. So that's what I would appreciate as a customer. Anytime I'm trying to, to figure out how can we make things better, what do I like as a customer? Do I like to be stuck in a long line that's not moving? Heavens no. No. So um, whatever I'm thinking, however we improve is like put myself in that car with Zach and how do I want to make this experience better? But the human connection, I think we need more of that in this world. We need to do more good. We need more of that connection. Amen. You know, I've always said that the in interviewing thousands of restaurant owners over the over the last you know seven years, the the three things I've boiled down true loyalty to are convenience, consistency, and connection. And that and and you have to have all three. But the connection, the nice thing is, once you have the connection, let's say you mess up on the consistency, you're a lot more likely to be forgiven. Just as you meet someone for the first time and they're rude to you, as opposed to your spouse who's rude to you, you're going to be a lot more forgiving of your spouse than you will be of a stranger, right? It's so, so true. If you let them know, Hey, I'm so sorry. We're having issues with whatever, but if they trusted you a hundred times before that, they're like, it's okay. It's yeah. fine. I, I'll give you this pass because you're making my drink in there and I can't wait to get it. Awesome. So I, I totally agree with you on that. And any, any successful tactics you want to share? Um, I think, again, I've already kind of talked about that. I think like the window timers are really going to help us ensure our customers that we value your time. And we're going to make sure that we have like the steps in places we grow and have, you know, 40, 50, 60, um, 100 locations. It's going to be really hard to ensure that those I can't get to every swig and get in that line and get in that store to help out. So to have real numbers that we can go, okay, we can see that this store is struggling at their drive through speed. Okay, let's go give them some help and some tips and tricks on how to make that better. Um, I think always just making sure that we're fresh and we're bringing out, we bring out a new menu every season. And it's not a full new menu, but we add like two things on each category. So we'll bring in like two Christmas drinks um, and refreshers, two new reviver Christmas drinks or whatever, just to keep it fresh 
yeah. but keep our core things. So then we almost have like a secret menu. Yeah. So um, just keeping it fresh like that, I think is even maybe pulling new customers in, but keeping our, our you know, base customers that have been there from the start. Love it. And who deserves innovation in the restaurant industry? Who's someone that we should be following? Well, I mean, you've already brought up Andrew and Shauna Smith and um, Savory is at the forefront of my mind right now because I don't think a lot of other companies are doing or have done what they have done. And maybe it's because we just had this amazing partnership with Larry H. Miller, which is why I partnered, why I chose to partner with Andrew and Shauna at Savory um, five and a half years ago was because when you're a new restaurateur, you uh, don't have the resources or the experience to get to where you want to be, um, to where you're 40, 50 stores, or to where you have a company like Larry H. Miller that notices you. Yeah. So I love that they take um, founders like myself and kind of put us under their um, on you know their arm around us and say, okay, we can help you with this, this, and this, and this from HR to marketing. You focus on what you want to do. So when I sat down with Andrew five and a half years ago, he said, Nicole, what's the one thing that you love to do? And I said, I love the customers. I want to get back to the customers. And he's like, okay, let's do that. Let's get you back to the customers, back to where you're on the front line, because I was wearing about 20 different hats before we partnered. Oh, yeah. Things I was doing. So I love what Savory does. They bring in emerging restaurants and they, um, they help take them to that next level yeah. and couldn't, couldn't have done it without them. So they, they're, phenomenal. they're uh, phenomenal. Yeah. Check out the savory fund, check out Sean and Andrew Smith, just amazing. Josh Beauchard, Alonzo mm-hmm. Castaneda, the, yep. the whole crew over there is just incredible. Love them all. They and, care. They are, yeah. they are like family, but they expect that you'll, you'll get the job done too. So exactly. great, great partners. And I love that they're along for the ride still. Like how great is that? It's like the yeah. best of both worlds. And how do people find and follow you or Swig? So Swig, we're on all the social platforms. We recently are bumping up our TikTok game. Um, a year ago, we were like literally like 2000. And then the dirty soda hit the craze. And we're now, at, I will get this so wrong, but we're at like 25K now. We're higher. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so um, TikTok is where it's at right now. Holy yeah. God. Um, so just everything from Twitter to Instagram, Facebook, um, you can go to our website and check out our locations, our menu, which is swigdrinks.com, but find us at swig drinks on all of those platforms. Awesome. Well, for creating the thing that my wife wants me to bring home more than flowers, today's ovation <laughs> goes to you. Thank you so much for joining us and for starting swig. Thanks so much, Zach, for having me. Glad you're with us today. And thank you. Thank you to the risk takers, the troublemakers, the crazies who are keeping this world clothed and fed. You're the ones who deserve an ovation. Again, this podcast was sponsored by Ovation. To see how we can help you grow your business, go to OvationUp.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, remember to give someone in your life an ovation today.